Welcome to the Fed Heads, a weekly podcast from Grant Thornton Public Sector. Join the Fed Heads, Robert Shea and Francis Rose, each week to talk about the arcana of government management and the people who are working hard every day to improve it. Welcome to episode 170 of Fed Heads. I'm Francis Rose. And I'm Robert Shea. One of the things that you and I have talked about on this program on an ongoing basis is the way that organizations are transforming their technology, not just for the sake of the technology, but ultimately for how it works for the employees in the organization and for the citizens the organization serves. So much is invested in information technology by the federal government, but too rarely do we really step back and say, is this achieving all we wanted it to achieve? So the bottom line is, what what improvements are you trying to make, and how well is your system doing that? One of the organizations that is undergoing the kinds of transformations we've talked about before is the Defense Logistics Agency. Uh, Daryl Roberts is program executive officer there and uh, working on their cloud migration. Uh, Daryl, welcome. It's good to talk to you again. Thanks for coming back on. Where are you in your digital transformation, in your, in your movement to the cloud, Daryl? Welcome. Oh, thank you, Francis. Thank you, Robert, for having me. Um, so DLA started our digital business transformation approximately two years ago, um, the last time we spoke, and we were in the early planning stages. In the past year and a half, we've really been aggressive in initiating that. And to your point earlier, I mean, digital business transformation, as much as we think it's really about the technology, it's really about the business, it's really about the people and the organization as a whole. And so we look at it from two facets. The modernization is the IT piece, obtaining the technology, moving the cloud to position the business so that they can do the transformation piece. How do you rethink your business process, become more efficient and effective for your customers? So we spent the past year and a half establishing our governance, um, getting the culture right from a leadership down perspective to support this move and make it a priority. And we've really uh, been aggressive in our cloud strategy, moving our ERPs to the cloud, as well as uh, obtaining some analytics capabilities and other complementary capabilities to support our ERP. What's the strategy that you employ in order to be able to go there? How do you lay out the way that the path that you're going to take to try to accomplish that, Adaryl? With our, our strategic plan, so our director has a strategic plan that lays out the agency's objectives, right? How do we support our customer um, moving forward? And so we have those five levels of effort. And around that, we put in a very robust governance structure to help guide decisions to set up priorities um, for the agency. And so once we have that governance in place, we put together several teams, small teams, agile teams to lead the individual efforts. And the key to that success is empowering. We're not making all the decisions from the headquarters level. We're empowering the, the people that actually do the work day to day to make decisions um, and keep us informed of their progress. So, you know, we dived right quickly into your project and and how you're making it successful. Not everybody's going to really understand. In fact, not many people can understand the scope and scale of what the Defense Logistics Agency is all about. Can you talk about what the mission of that organization is, its size, and, and how what you're doing is helping it do its business better? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Defense Logistics Agency, we are the nation's combat logistics support agency. So we provide all the logistics support for the services. And we also have a whole of government mission 
um, that we support. So any national disasters, pandemics, uh, we support as well. So we were very active and still are active in the COVID support. Um, the earthquake that recently happened in Haiti, we we're supporting FEMA and other agencies support there as well. And so we're about 27,000 government employees um, that support several supply chain areas across the Department of Defense. Give us some examples of how what you're doing is going to help the agency do its job better. Yeah, so so perfect example, COVID, the pandemic, it really hit us hard, um, not just here in America, but worldwide. And there was a real scramble about, hey, how do we, what do we have from a logistics perspective in terms of personal protection equipment, ventilators, and other things that were necessary, um, not just to protect ourselves from the pandemic, but we also helped in terms of research and development. What we're doing from a transformation perspective is really going to help us become a data-driven, predictive, analytics-type organization so that we're more proactive in these um, endeavors as opposed to reactive. Um, we took a lot of lessons learned, not just from DLA, but as an agency, uh, as the Department of Defense federal government, of how we needed to be more integrated and, and proactive. And this will help us be able to seamlessly integrate with our partners by having more up-to-date technology that is easier to pass information um, amongst our organization. How has the pandemic impacted the digital business transformation in particular and more broadly, all of your technology transformations, Adaro? I'm proud to say DLA, we were actually one of the agencies that were prepared to go virtual. Um, we had set up our technology to support remote virtual work um, prior to the pandemic. So we went virtual. Um, as a result, and we didn't buy technology as a result of the pandemic. And so it positioned us well to operate in that fashion. Um, but the difficulty that anyone that does modernization or development or change will tell you is doing that remotely, um, getting that resiliency throughout your organization, those face-to-face -face conversations where you can actually look at people's mannerisms and reactions to what you're saying, um, you lose some of that continuity in the virtual environment. So. We've had to be creative in terms of how we interact with our teams and figure out new ways to keep everybody engaged and not multitask the way that some of us do when you're in a virtual environment, right? It's very easy when you're on screen to, you know, be helping the kids with the homework and doing other things while you're trying to do your job. So that's been our biggest challenge is keeping folks engaged. Yeah, I guess it's sort of like a blessing and a curse. If you're handling logistics for so many organizations, it's a question are you going to look first at your own internal operations, like in the airplane that tell you to put your own mask on first, or are you going to help your customers? One of the things that comes to mind is your people. How have you done recruiting and retaining the people you need to get this work done in an environment where the, the job market is tight and there's an increasing push for greater uh, diversity, uh, equity, and inclusion? Virtually, it's been difficult, um, but we've adapted. Um, previous to the pandemic, we would do road shows. We'd be able to get out and go to different places. Um, but diversity inclusion is very important at DLA, um, and, and it's a focus area. Um, one of our strategic objectives, the line of effort, is future of work. And that's looking at what's the makeup of our workforce. How do we train our workforce? What skill sets do we need for the workforce to you know, continue to mission in the future? And so we have various um, paths that we do. We have 
internships, we call it our PACER program, where we work with universities and colleges to um, offer government employment to students who have recently graduated, veterans, um, or students that are nearing graduation, where you do an internship for two years, and upon completion of the program, we place you in a full-time government position. And so we've been very proactive in that endeavor and been very successful um, over the years. Um, the other thing that we focus on as well is we made an effort to reach out to minority institutions. And so um, the Pentagon's had a program that we recently started engaging in, taking the Pentagon to the people, uh, that we had the opportunity to speak to you, students from Howard and Hampton University, and we have other events planned as well. How are those efforts impacting the strategy that you've already undertaken or the way that you're moving forward on that? Is that something that you're incorporating into the way that you're building your digital transformation strategy, Adaro? So, so some of the things we're looking into is how do we make it a win-win for the university? So we've had some conversations about, hey, how do we make some of this course curriculum work where, you know, as a student, I would have loved to have an opportunity to intern at a federal agency, have a security clearance, get some real-world experience before I graduate college. Um, and how does that help the university recruit the type of students that want to have that impact? Um, one of the things that we recognize with this generation early on, is, you know, previously a lot of times money became the determining factor in which job an individual would take. Um, this generation isn't as motivated by money, but more so the experience and the quality of life. And so we want to make sure that one, what they're doing is important to them. It matters. Two, it allows them to have the lifestyle that they want in terms of the flexibility of virtual work and um, training, um, and, and that they're making a difference in, in the world um, is what we've experienced with our interactions with um, potential recruits. Mm -hmm. What do so you see as the biggest challenge to finding the people that you need moving forward to continue to execute on your digital modernization strategy? The, the stigma of, of government service, right? And, you know, hey, I don't want to work for the government. It's too rigid. Um, it's not innovative. And um, we really are. And, you know, we're not going to be on the cusp of new technology because, you know, what we do, you know, life and, and liberty are, are, at, are at risk. So we don't want to risk the lives of a warfighter in doing something. But we do want to be progressive and, and aggressive in implementing technology that can actually create savings and efficiency so the warfighter has more supplies and has the right thing when they need it, where they need it. It sounds like you've got enormous lessons to share. Any top two or three lessons you think that other people in your situation would want to know as they embark on major transformations or any suggestions where they would go to learn more about your project in particular? Yeah, I think the biggest lesson is um, when you're doing any type of business transformation or any changing organization, um, the technology doesn't fail, but the organization and the culture and the lack of a change management process, that will doom your, your efforts faster than the technology. So make that investment in culture, make that investment in the change management strategy, um, and learn fast, right? Whenever you're doing innovation, whenever you're trying to change, um, there are going to be setbacks. Um, but as long as you learn fast from that setback um, and continue on, you know, make that part of your culture that it's okay to have a setback. Let's pick ourselves up and move forward. That's probably the biggest lesson that we've learned. 
How are you measuring success in all of this? What metrics do you have in place to determine either we're doing well or just that we're on course toward what we expect to be doing well? That's a great point. Um, Some of these metrics we're still developing because our measure of success is the business impact. It's not the IT itself. There's obviously going to be some efficiencies in terms of hosting costs and some of the technology um, costs itself, the overhead. Um, but really, we're working with the business to say, hey, what was the impact we were looking for? Um, some of the, a lot of times when you do digital business transformation, you may see your IT costs increase, but that's for you to see efficiencies in process in other areas of your business. And so we're working closely with the business to define what those are, not just internal to BLA, but because we're a service provider organization, what are the metrics that are important to our customers to measure our success? So we're working with, working that through now with our customers. Um, just real quick, as we start to wrap up, Daryl, tell me who you consider your customers to be. Are, is it just people within the Defense Department? Is it that entire spectrum of customers that you laid out across government? You talked about serving um, disaster relief and things like that. Or is it maybe even internal customers within DLA who will be using your system to serve all of those people that you just talked about? Yeah, so, so I think you bring up a good point in how you described it, right? I have several levels of customers. Um, I have stakeholders across all of government based upon our mission. Um, and then we have customers in terms of the users of the system who execute the business internally, as well as our external customers who want to, hey, where's my stuff in DLA? Um, and how can I order against DLA? So we have several levels of customers that um, and stakeholders that we're engaging. Daryl, congratulations on the success that you're having, and it's great to talk to you again to hear about uh, how you've been moving it forward. Thanks for joining us today. Really great stuff. Thank you. No, thanks, Robert. Thanks, Francis, for having me, and wishing you much success in your future show. Thanks for listening to The Fed Heads, brought to you by Grand Thornton Public Sector. All of the resources talked about during the episode are available in the episode description. We'd love to hear from you. Connect with us on Twitter at GT Public Sector to join the conversation. And don't forget to leave us a comment or review on iTunes or the Google Play Store.